Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Nick Carlisle here, and welcome back to another episode of the Life Enchanted podcast, where I tend to nerd out on all things faith, health, interesting, and optimizing. If you're not already following me on Instagram, at nick.carlisle, that is, go ahead and find me on there, hit that follow button, send me a DM perhaps. I am very active on the gram and would love to connect with you personally. This episode, as always, is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. I have a free 30-page eating guide on there. I have some links to some of my favorite products. I have some hoodies and some shirts I designed. The Truth Pack is on there as well. So go check all of that out. Thanks again for tuning in. Now let's get into it. M. Scott Peck, who is an American psychiatrist and author from the 1970s, has a one-sentence definition of mental health that has resonated with me deeply. He says mental health is, quote, an ongoing process of dedication to reality at all costs. An ongoing process of dedication to reality at all costs. This is verbatim what I've come to realize over the past few years as I myself have had my own personal bouts with mental unhealth, namely anxiety, depression, and all the junk that exists in between. When I reflect on my experience I had in those dark times, I'm able to recognize that my mind was constantly consumed by falsities and lies from the enemy that are simply just not true about the reality of my existence. Side note real quick, I've shared a little bit more in depth about those struggles in some of my previous episodes. Feel free to check those out if you guys want to. Uh, But now, by the grace of God and prayer and reading and conversation and vulnerability and awareness and embracing things that suck, I feel like I've moved past that dark season of my life. Don't get me wrong, the enemy still tries to get in where he can, but for the most part, I've been able to thwart off the attacks from that evil bastard. Sorry, I don't really like that dude. But anywho, mental health, an ongoing dedication to reality at all costs. In order for this definition to actually help us, we obviously need to understand what reality actually entails. Because if we do not, then it's impossible for us to dedicate ourselves to it. But the problem is, reality is not an easy thing to define. It's tough to put language to. On the surface, it's almost subjective, because... The subconscious real-time filter through which you see and understand the world is inherently going to be much different from the filter I use to see and understand the world. And this is all based on our unique genetic makeup and personality and family of origin and experiences and traumas and knowledge and insight and age and everything else that's formed our ego and our bias over our lifetime. So at the surface my experience of reality is going to be much different than yours. 
So we must go beyond that superficial outer layer of sensing and interpreting our surroundings and instead progress down into the deep waters of the ultimate truth of our existence. And in those waters lies a common, fundamental reality that is truth for every human being on the planet. And that, my friends, is where we must apply M. Scott Peck's definition of mental health. That is where we must continuously dedicate our attention to. So what lies in those deep, fundamental waters, you ask? The kingdom of God. Said differently, the definition of reality is the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into that, let me just lay a little groundwork and say some things that aren't said enough. About 2020 years ago, the supernatural being who created the cosmos and the earth and chemicals and molecules and plants and animals, he came down and manifested himself as a human on our planet, and his name was Jesus. In other words, the being who created reality came down to earth and explicitly told us about it. And he did this because he knew we needed help. We were lost and we needed saving. One of the many beautiful things about God is that in the beginning, he created humankind with free will. He didn't force us to be perfect or to love him because forced love is not love at all. Forced love is an oxymoron. He wants it to be authentic and true. But because we have free will, we were and still are constantly getting it all wrong. And we needed clarity, and we need clarity, and we need saving. And that clarity and that saving ultimately came through the life and the sacrifice of the perfect man, a.k.a. the creator in the flesh, Jesus of Nazareth. And let me just highlight a few things about Jesus here. I think it's important to note that there really isn't a debate in science on whether or not Jesus existed. Secular science doesn't typically argue that. They more so tend to focus on whether or not Jesus was the Son of God who he claimed to be. But as far as his existence on earth, the evidence of that is pretty much irrefutable. And this man's life, Jesus, whom we know existed, his life literally reset the calendar for the entire world. Think about that. Imagine that happening today. This is an insane event that objectively occurred in human history. The life of a 33-year-old homeless dude in the ancient Near East reset the calendar, the timeline, for the entire world. Every human being on the planet adheres to a keeping of time that is based directly off when this man was born. People do not think about that enough. And to springboard off that, think about all the first-person letters and notes and writings uh, from people who witnessed Jesus and wanted to document what he was doing and saying. There's tons of them from people who weren't even Christians. Sometimes I try and put myself in their shoes and imagine what they saw, like, yo, yeah, this dude Jesus is doing some pretty insane things around here and saying stuff that is completely backwards to what we're all thinking, but at the same time makes way more sense, weirdly, and I'm the only dude around here that knows how to read and write, so perhaps I should just jot a few things down real quick because this seems pretty important to the human race, right? I mean, countless people from all walks of life and professions and social classes wrote about this dude. It's insane, but people do not think about it like that. And on top of that, all of the letters and stories and writings from these witnesses have flawless consistency about his message and his abilities. 
take the religious stigma out of it for a second and think about what I've just said about this man who actually walked on our earth. And then think about the basic internal message of the Bible and how it relates to the human condition and the human experience that we're all having. Seriously, people get way too caught up in the religious dogma and legalism and stigma and all that. But for a second, take all of that away and realize that the core message of the Bible is freaking spot on to what makes us thrive as humans. Look at what it preaches. Be kind. Spread love. Don't judge people. Be honest. Don't lie to people. Don't steal. Love your enemies. Care for the poor. Befriend the outcast. Help those who are oppressed and suffering. Serve other people. Violence is a no-go. Don't be prideful or arrogant. That's lame and destructive. Work hard. Don't cheat on your husband or wife. Don't gorge yourself with food or drink. Stop thinking about yourself so often. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. Don't be jealous. Be grateful for what you have. Live in the present moment. Don't dwell on the past or fear the future. Rest in nature. Observe the beauty of the earth. Take care of your body. Be your unique self and leverage who you are for the good of the world. Encourage one another. Live your life with purpose and joy and peace and love. I mean, come on. How could anyone argue against any of those things? And those are the core tenets of the Bible. It's a manual on how to live a life enchanted. And it's insanely pure. There's no pride or selfishness or self-gain or hate or evil or ulterior motive within it. It's pure and beautiful and actually helps us make sense of a lot of this bizarre human experience thing that we are all having. I've done a lot of reading and research and listening to other theories and philosophies about human life and purpose and meaning and why we are all here and whatnot, and nothing comes close to being as pure and logical and spot on as the story of the creator Yahweh and the incarnation of the son Jesus Christ. It's by far the most compelling explanation of life I've come across, and that's why I have devoted my life to it. And since I've done that, my belief and my devotion to it has only been self-perpetuating because God is faithful, and I keep seeing him answer my prayers and show up in my life and lead me in fulfilling directions, which in turn just keeps reinforcing my faith. It's been way too real for me to abandon or ignore. And friends, I'm confident that you will have the same experience if you haven't already. He'll do the same for you if you let him. Okay, apologize for getting a bit off track there. I just feel like that stuff needs to be highlighted more often. But back to mental health, the ongoing process of dedication to reality at all costs. Despite the seemingly objective nature of reality, we have access to what it actually entails through the life and words of Jesus Christ. Reality was explicitly outlined by the being who created it, and he divulged everything, and it's up to us to dedicate ourselves to it. Our mental health depends on it. So what must we do? We must train and strengthen our ability to see the world the way Jesus did, to come to know and embrace what Jesus knew and taught, which in a nutshell is the kingdom of God. This is what Jesus was referring to in John's gospel when he said, quote, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Stay tuned for more on that in the next episode. Grace and love to you all. Peace. A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the music heard throughout this episode. 
Also, a big shout out to Capital Floats, aka my favorite sensory deprivation and float tank facility in Northern California. I'm a frequent user there, and the experience is always transformative to say the least. If you're interested in floating and live in Northern Cal, make sure you use promo code LIFEENCHANTED with no spaces at checkout on their website. You'll save a whopping 40% off your first float, and you will not find that deal anywhere else. Also, in regards to some of the content shared in these episodes, make sure you always consult your doctor before making any sudden diet or lifestyle changes. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can find me on Instagram at nick.carlisle or send me an email nick at mylifeenchanted.com.